ABGC, Episode 10. Choices. Scene. External. Grassy clearing, early afternoon. A spacesuit assembles on mechanical platform within the grassy clearing. Parker states over the radio, Reassembly complete, Captain Trax. Jeff answers, Roger that. The spacesuit confirms the existence of two weapons, one mounted on each thigh of the suit, with a gesture of hand pats. He states, I've confirmed my weapon's complement. I'm proceeding in the creature's last known direction. Scene. Internal. The Learning Cave. Early Afternoon. Skyla wipes the blood from her blades, using the soft grasses on the hillside near the cave entrance. She turns abruptly and ponders a moment as she gazes at the two godflow carcasses. She says in a curious voice, They sure look a lot like the ones I killed earlier. I wonder if they only come in those two breeds. Huh. She approaches Rot, lifts his tail, and cuts the majority of it clean off, leaving just a stub. She takes the tail part inside the learning cave and carefully places it on the sacred table. She kneels, closes her eyes, and holds out her paws. She speaks in a worshipping voice. Answers! Lights flash, objects are beeping, and an automatic voice begins to speak. The computer voice says, Analyzing. The sunlight from outside the cave is replaced with a shadow. Skyla turns 180 degrees to face the entrance, looking as if she was staring at a ghost. Rot says angrily, I can't believe you cut off my tail. Skyla stares at Rot with terror and amazement. Before she can say a word, the voice of the learning cave interrupts. The computer voice says, Puppy or dog. Derek now appears at the entrance of the cave as well. Skyla backs further into the cave, stalling for time, trying to comprehend the events that just unfolded. Skyla, calling out to the cave, says, Repeat answers! Rot and Derek look at each other curiously, listening as the cave responds. Puppy, puppy, dog, dog. Derek says in a growling voice, I've had just about enough. You are going to tell us everything. Skyla pounces from one side of the cave to the other, trying to line up an escape route, but the god flow don't budge. Skyla roars in frustration. Scene. External. Learning cave early afternoon. The spacesuit has been closing in on her trail, and now has all three creatures in his scope. 
He takes a firm stance on the ground, and the suit's ankle, knee, hip, elbow, and shoulder joints rotate and lock externally, in that order, to steady his weapon. The scope's view zooms from what was a wide view of the cave's entrance to just Derek's back. Scene Inside the Learning Cave Skyla observes Rot and Derek advancing toward her with paws and claws ready to restrain her. Skyla takes a deep breath, poises for an attack, and roars for all she's worth. Simultaneously, her ears pick up two muffled sounds in the distance. Her ears twitch. Those sounds are instantly followed by two respective flashes of red light that fill the mouth of the cave and reflect in Skyla's frightened eyes. Derek and Rot's intense, snarling stares melt into a lifeless portrait as their bodies flop to the ground. Skyla gasps at the sizzling holes which now exist in the torsos of the godflow that lay lifeless, face down, on the floor. She grimaces as the smell hits her nostrils. The smoke rolling off their burning fur quickly dissipates in the cool cave air, and Skyla peers through it, making eye contact with the spacesuit just outside. Scene. External, just outside the cave. The glowing hot tip of the spacesuit's weapon is smoking. The joints of the spacesuit unlock and release with several rotating clicks in the opposite order in which they locked. The weapon hisses as a gas is exerted onto the tip, turning its glowing orange color to a more acceptable black. The weapon's barrel collapses to half its full size and gets holstered back in its original position on the right thigh of the spacesuit. The spacesuit grabs the weapon on the left thigh. Parker radios. Stand by for creature capture. The weapon's barrel extends, and one of the flasks filled with a yellow-colored fluid stored on the side of the weapon disappears into the action mechanics. Once again, he takes aim through the scope, and the suit's joints lock him into a firing position. The scope zooms in on the hillside, then the cave, than the objects and carcasses in the cave. But there's no Skyla. He zooms back out and sees several branches in the trees swaying erratically. Powering down, resuming pursuit, he radios. The spacesuit's joints unlock once again, and the weapon is returned to its original position. The suit begins to chase after Skyla. Scene. Internal learning cave. After a good long while, 
Derek and Rot arise. The learning cave is still repeating the phrase, Puppy, puppy, dog, dog. Derek speaks in an aching voice. Okay, let's go get cleaned up and head back to Alpha Paw. Rot responds, Yeah, this isn't fun anymore. Rot picks his tail up off of the sacred table as they walk off into the distance. Rot speaks, Puppy, puppy, dog, dog, funny, funny. Scene, external, the pond, early afternoon. Derek and Rot are seen walking toward the pond. They carelessly toss their trinkets and garb aside, and his tail, leaving a trail of clothing and artifacts on the ground once again. They enter the pond and begin washing the blood from their fur. Rot speaks, Hey Derek, did I get it all off this time? Derek responds, Nope. No, here, I'll, I'll get the rest of it. I can't believe she cut off your tail! Derek scrubs out the red and watches it dilute into the pond water again. Rot speaks again. Thanks, Derek. You're a good friend. Derek giggles. Well, okay. You are too, Rot. Rot says with an exaggerated toothy grin. Wait! You know what you are. Derek says, oh no, what? And Rot gets very wide eyes and says, I'll tell you what you are. Derek shakes his head. Oh boy. Here we go. Derek covers his eyes in a gesture of complete hopelessness, and Rot begins singing. Puppy, puppy, dog, dog, puppy, puppy, dog, dog. Derek joins in as he splashes water on Rot. Puppy, puppy, dog, dog, they sing back and forth together. Derek and Rot are laughing hysterically, and they finally finish up the last of their washing. Scene. External. The Godflow Camp. Derek and Rot enter a clearing which gives way to the Godflow Tribe Camp. Things are rather disorganized and scattered about. Each Godflow individual is clearly unique in their choice of clothing, or lack thereof, and there is no common activity between them. One is investigating the sap hole of a tree, another is fetching sticks, some are grooming themselves, and others are wrestling around. One, in particular, is painting, if you can call it that. His left hand is covered with yellow goop, and his right hand holds his tail, which is tipped with blue goop. Using them carelessly, he is dashing and patting a canvas made of a large, pale strip of bark. Derek and Rot walk past the busy crowd and enter one of the many tree-based tents that are strung about. Inside, there is a large, white and gray-furred figure with what appears to be a purple paw print on his chest. 
He is laying down on his side, with head propped up on one arm. The other arm is skillfully dipping a single claw into a squished bug, resulting in the tip of the claw being covered in blue goop. He then uses said claw to draw an outline of an odd-looking creature on a small piece of white bark. He looks up from his drawing at the soaking wet Derek in rot at the tent entrance. Alpha Paw speaks in a rather jocular voice. I'd ask you how your swim was, but from the looks of those purple marks, you two troublemakers ran into more trouble than you could handle. Derek answers, Yeah, one of those warriors from the Takagral tribe that you told us about uh, was in the forest today. We thought she was a Noka bear hiding in the greens. We were chasing one to use for the feast for this season's moon ritual, since they are getting harder to find, but instead she popped out and tore into us. Alpha Paw looks rather concerned. Hmm. Really? Just how far out were you? Rot responds, well, not far at all. Only about 200 pads out into the big trees. Alpha Paw stands up and looks at them in disbelief, then shakes his head and gives off a strange toothy chuckle. <laughs> Did she say why she was so close to our camp? Derek answers, uh, Not really. She just hacked and slashed, mumbled something about shadows, and then Rot interrupted shadow casters. Derek continues, Right, uh, and then she took off. We went to the learning cave to find out what a shadow caster is, but there were more warriors there. They accused us of tampering with the cave and then tore us up again. Alpha Paw rolls his blue eyes and curls his gray lips and then makes for the doorway, shouldering his way between the two of them and then out into the center of the camp. Alpha Paw, in a very agitated voice, says, Those stuck-up pieces of tail trash! The whole camp stops what they are doing and turns their attention on him. Alpha Paw continues. They're not going to scare us into their way of life with some horror story about some hideous flying fur eaters. It didn't work before, and it's not going to work now. If it's a war they want, then I guess we're going to give them one. We tried to leave them alone and asked only that they do the same. I bet they have those bullies the Inuk in their uproar as well. Stunned at the crass words of Alpha Paw, Derek carefully organizes his thoughts before speaking. Um, I know you were the tribe traveler before the great change and all, but the rest of us haven't really seen much past a few hundred pads in any direction. Could you throw us a bone here? What hideous creature, what bullies, and why scare us at all? Alpha Paw composes himself a little bit and says, Look, the Takagrals were extremely 
envious of the great change. Honor used to be the foundation of their traditions and way of life, but they turned spiteful, a sort of poisoned pride. When we stopped aging, they just couldn't handle it. They tried everything to convince me to follow their ways so their culture would be the one that lived forever. When I said no, they got furious. Eventually, they came back and said if we didn't stop our moon ritual, these spooky shadowcaster things would find us all and kill us all. It seemed pretty convincing until they started insisting we replace our moon-worshipping ritual with their bladefish ritual. That's when I realized it was just the same old ploy with a new twist. I can't tell you how long it's been since our falling out, but I can tell you I have never seen one of those shadowcaster things, and I have been to both sides of the bright water. Rot and Derek are now sitting down, playfully intrigued with the story. Alpha Paul continues. As for the bullies, those would be the Enuk, a tall and ridiculously strong tribe that thinks brute strength is the only way to get what you want. Who do you think put this huge mark on my chest? One of them hit me with a giant hammer. Tail trash. All of them. I guess they just don't give up. Derek speaks again, gently. At least it looks like a paw print. Kind of a funny coincidence, don't you think? Alpha Paw gently smiles and relaxes his posture a bit. You goofballs don't let anything get you down, do you? Rot jumps up. Well, I'm upset. I lost my tail. Rot holds it up for Alpha Paw to see. An awkward silence ensues briefly. Alpha Paw speaks. Uh, tell you what. Why don't you two go east over the mountains toward the bright water? There you will find the Oladamra tribe. They'll give you those Inukes a run for their money. Ask for Alpha Greyclaw. She owes me one. Derek and Rot look at each other and then say, Really? Alpha Paw says, Yep, we have politely kept to ourselves long enough. If those other tribes won't be neighborly just because we are different, that is their problem. It has been far too long since the Godflow members combined their strength for a common purpose. Great excitement is voiced from Derek and Rot and all others within earshot. The camera rises up and looks down on Alpha Paw from above. The sounds of the excited God Flow's yips, barks, and howls can still be heard as the camera begins to elevate and zoom out. The words, To Be Continued, appear on the TV screen in the ABGC Commons area. Kit hops up off the couch. Wow, that was neat, he exclaims. Rico responds, Yeah, good flick. I'm starving though, let's grab some lunch. <laughs>